0: Hello and welcome to Tea for Two Dominos. I'm Miss Sugar Spice.
1: And I'm exacting one.
0: We encourage you to make yourself a cup of tea, relax and listen to a very kinky conversation. Happy New Year! Welcome to 2021. This is our podcast, Tea for Two Dominos, And today we are going to talk about... Well, maybe two things, but we're going to start off with the first thing, which is what is kink shaming? Mm. Yes, so it it is out there. It happens all the time. I myself will admit that on occasion I have shamed someone's kink more because I didn't understand it. That's something I'm actually working on currently to try and understand people's kinks better. I will also admit that I have kink shamed and that possibly I didn't
1: want to understand. I just looked at it and went, no thanks.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there are different levels of, of, of kink shaming. There are definitely, um, you know, some, some incidences of kink shaming that I think are more based on misunderstanding than shaming. Absolutely. But there are definitely cases where people intentionally go out to – embarrass or ridicule somebody's kinks
1: yeah and I think I think that's really kind of more where you know where we need to focus because I think that if you come at it from a place of misunderstanding while you may say something that is insensitive you were genuine in the misunderstanding of it you Mm -hmm. know uh, Mm -hmm. it it didn't come from a place of of meanness
0: it Mm -hmm. came from a place of, of not understanding yeah and I think that's forgivable yeah, I think that's forgivable, but I, I suppose, you know, especially in 2021, after we've had a, a crappy 2020, mm-hmm. and people are sort of, a lot of people are in bad places um, mentally, or, you know, they're just exhausted, or, you know, they've maybe um, had time to explore some of their kinks and are now coming out to events for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to say that um, shaming someone for that is is not okay and you know a lot of us live with shame you know shame's one of those horrible attributes that we we carry based on what other people assume about us. Um, so definitely I suppose in the in the kink community we don't we don't want to be intentionally inflicting shame onto our community members.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that also we need to differentiate between consensual humiliation and shame in the in the sense mm. of kink shaming. Absolutely. Because it, it
0: it is a vastly different topic. Mm. Mm. Very definitely, very definitely. So um, yeah, so we're going to talk about some of I suppose the key areas. Well the most common areas that that we're aware of that that kink shaming um, occurs there's obviously going to be other ones.
1: So the I guess the, the biggest ones that we see in this lifestyle are the ones furries. Fairies, yeah mm-hmm. i think uh, and and i do come at that from a place of misunderstanding number mm. one it's it's not really my gig mm. but chastity wasn't really my gig until i had a great conversation with your submissive who explained to me what he
0: liked about it and i mm. went oh mm. and i think i think that's it it's it's having conversations with people who are who are you know, doing the who have an interest in those in those kinks that makes you go, Oh, actually, I am a little bit interested in that. Hmm. Now, I myself don't understand the life of a fairy. Yeah. But I'm quite happy to pat them. I'm quite happy to have a fairy sit beside me and receive some T L C. Um I myself antagonise some family members by saying I'm a furry kitten and row. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think, I think we've all got a little bit of sort of playfulness in us um, that, that takes on a furry attribute. We don't all walk around with, you know, tails and ears and, and mittens um, or a full suit, you know, but I think, I think you know, if we look internally, we've all, all got that playfulness to be able to understand furries a little bit better.
1: I think so. I think you're right. And I think that, you know, whether it's your gig or not, we really kind of need to start looking at this kind of stuff as, you know, the, the old thing about nobody better mess with my little brother, but me, I mm. can kick my little brother's ass, but nobody else better touch him. Mm. We need to start looking at our kink friends as, you know, almost like family members. Mm. Uh, the, the vanillas may not understand the furries but by God, they better not talk shit about them either.
0: Kind of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. And know we might not understand them, but I think it's our responsibility to learn more about them. Absolutely. Mm. And I think if we look at something as simple as cross-dressing, mm-hmm. so cross-dressing um, to us in the BDSM community or in, in a lot of communities now is, is quite normalized. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yep. accepted. It's, it's something that's quite quite normalized yet yeah. even just 30 years ago people were you know they lost their jobs they lost their families they lost everything because they were caught wearing a pair of panties or you know they they admitted to somebody that they liked to cross dress so i think you know if we if we're going down that understanding um, road We we now have a better understanding of why people like to cross-dress, so it's more accepted.
1: It is more accepted, and I think that, again... Look, look at us like the Addams family, okay? <laughs> the cross-dresser might be Uncle Fester, mm-hmm. you know, whereas M- Morticia, I think, would be us, you know, the femme dog. Mm-hmm. Gomez. She's,
0: who's Wednesday? She's the sadistic little
1: oh, mistress shit. in the that's, that's Yeah, that's kind of almost me. <laughs> the little goth. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, that's me, <laughs> actually.
0: actually. So, so you can be Morticia. I'll be Wednesday. And and Lurch she's the submissive, doing everything dutifully.
1: Oh, see, I thought
0: Gomez was the submissive.
1: Uh, We've done another tangent here. (laughs) Hang on, I think
0: um, Gomez is the cuck.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: I'm going to have to rewatch all of those shows now and see if I can build my own version of events into it. Well then, who's Puxley Oh, no, he's some just random. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some random that came in. But yeah, so so if we do, you know, so we we looked at cross dressing. You know, that it's quite it's quite accepted now, whereas previously in history it was quite unaccepted. And then if we go way back in history, it was accepted again. So mm-hmm. I think I think yep. things have you know sort of phases in society as to what's. Ex- it- well,
1: and even culturally, because mm-hmm. Native Americans. Um, you know, consider. I mean, it was okay to be gay mm. in Native American culture. They, they were considered to have two spirits. Mm. You know, a masculine and a feminine. Yeah. And of course, we know that in Thai culture, lady boys uh, were actually held in quite high esteem. Mm. You
0: know, mm. at one point. So well, I, they still are, really.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think they depends still are on his by looking. the rest
0: of the world. I'm quite fascinated by lady boys. I have to be honest. So am I. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think a trip to Thailand might be. For research. Up the alley. Yeah, for research purposes. Yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. Asking for a friend. Yeah. So <laughs> and, and like so, if we move back into kink shaming, you know, the more unusual kinks are probably the ones that get um, shamed the most. Now, when I say the more unusual, I don't mean the less popular because there are quite a lot of people who are into these kinks, but they're, I suppose, unusual in our society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we talk about rape and um, violent fetishes. Mm-hmm. So rape, rape fetishes in particular are probably the most misunderstood ones yeah. and the most king shamed ones. Like you're going to do what? Yeah. Like are you are you crazy? I mean, I do know somebody who has had a very successful rape um, fetish scene that worked out really well for them. I wasn't in, I wasn't involved in the ins and outs of it but I do know that it worked out very well and I know that it's it's probably one of the most popular women's fantasies mm-hmm. of all time is to be overpowered and, and raped.
1: Well because we were socialized to believe that number one we had to be submissive mm-hmm. and, and number two that good girls don't. Mm. And that was a way of allowing us to mm. without being a bad girl. Mm. Mm. It wasn't our fault if we were forced into it. Yeah. And I think that's what brings a lot of women into BDSM, if we're really honest about it. Mm. I, I've known a lot of women that do. Mm-hmm. The problem with the, the, the rape fantasy, I think, the reason that it is shamed so much is because Uh, There are a whole lot of women in this lifestyle who have been assaulted Mm. and it's very triggering to see somebody want to go through what caused you so much trauma. I agree. Yeah. And I guess this is one of those that I can see from both sides because Mm. 20 years ago, yeah, that would have been hella triggering to me, Mm. but having worked through a lot of that,
0: mm. I just go, sounds fun. <laughs> mm. Mm. And so with the triggering sort of an, another kink that uh, there's a lot of people that are interested in and a lot of discussion around is capture, kidnapping, take down, rough body play. Mm-hmm. Now, they're all things that are really fun, but they're, they're also things that, that do get kink shamed a lot. You're into what? You want to do what? You want to kidnap people and tie them up and inflict pain on them? Well, consensually, yes, I do.
1: And I think that's where people get really confused: is, well, how can it be consensual and they still think they're getting kidnapped? Mm. And I actually had a discussion with that about some with someone about that recently. And you know, my response was, well, you give them a thirty-day window, mm. and you might even have them. C that black van following them around or, or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, distraction, misdirection, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I think it's possible. I think it re- requires a lot of, of planning and I think God help you if you
0: get caught. <laughs> well, yeah. And this is where I would recommend that you actually have a written document on you to say this is a play scenario and that we're undertaking a play scenario so that if you do get pulled over by the police and you have somebody in a bag tied up with duct Tape. In the trunk. In, yeah, in, in your in your boot. boot. Sorry, your boot. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you don't put them in the trunks of elephants. <laughs> in your boot of your car. <laughs> then um, you know you've got that protection so that the police don't arrest you on the spot. So next one, you know, that we can move on to, which is which is one that you know I will admit this is one this is one area where I per- perhaps have king shamed not knowingly. I would never knowingly do it, but I have a very big understanding of age play. So when I talk about age play, I talk about like the babies. Now uh-huh. I, I'm not talking about middles and littles because. I see, well, you know, I know littles undertake sexual play, but most little play that I see doesn't involve sex. It involves littles doing drawing and colouring and, you know, potentially being tied up and still trying to draw and colour. But... You know, when someone dresses up as an infant and wants to be fed and burped and changed and I, I do have quite a misunderstanding about that I suppose and and a, a sort of an uncomfortable feeling wells up from within me. And I am one of those persons that says, Oh, it's happening in front of me and I don't like it, I'll turn around. I'll yep. look the other yep. way. Because I don't ever want anyone to feel like I'm judging them because I'm not. I'm probably trying to understand them. But, um, yeah, I'm, I am that person that goes, oh, you know what? I'm really uncomfortable with what's happening now. I'm not going to make a big scene about it and tell 500 people. I'm just going to walk the other way.
1: I am I am with you on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the baby thing I do not get at all, although... I will admit a deep, dark secret.
0: Ooh, I wish we had sound effects. I know, right?
1: (laughs) I have actually considered lactation simply for the purpose of making everything that my submissive ingests for, for a period of time, say a day or two days or whatever, come from my body just for that level of control.
0: Wow, but that's hard. It I'm takes trying, a lot of time. I'm trying not to king shame you right now. <laughs> yeah, I know you. You are you are totally judging me. I can see it. No, I'm not judging because I've actually I've actually had a conversation with a lactating submissive who was, for want of a better word, a cow. I suppose uh-huh. to be. Um, Milked. Milked, and for that milk to be supplied. So she was quite happy to take on that role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, your kink's not my kink, and that's okay.
1: My kink isn't your kink. I'm not even sure it's my kink because it was a thought. I didn't actually do it yet.
0: Have you researched it? Oh, yeah, a bit. Well, there you go. And and that's probably why I haven't done it. (laughs) So I suppose with, you know, with, with restrictions in, in Melbourne easing up and not easing up and easing up, and like, the promise that we might get to go out this year is strong. Yes. The no, force is here with us. So, you know, if you're, if you're new, if you've just explored some things that you think you're interested in, I suppose the best thing that I have to say is when you walk into a, a kink venue, mm-hmm. basically anything that's legal is on the table. You yeah. might see it. And if it's not you can't say I didn't consent to see that because you know what, you're a grown ass person and you have the ability to get on the heel the the balls of your feet and turn. And and there are enough Karen's in the world. Mm. The kink scene is not the place for them. No, we don't want to be judgmental of other people. And we don't, we don't, definitely don't want to make people feel uncomfortable about play.
1: And if you, and if you can't stop yourself from judging, then at least keep it inside your head. Or wear a
0: gag. (gasps) That's perfect. We should have Karen gags. We should. If you're a Karen, come and get a gag. Oh, that's a new thing. Wow. Oh, I like that. I think that anybody with an opinion I don't agree with should wear a gag. <laughs> <laughs> really? So you want all those coprophilia people to wear gags? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so so when I'm not gonna talk about this because this actually makes me feel a little bit sick.
1: Oh, you and me both. It is it this kink is not my kink. No, no.
0: So scat I uh, I just can't. Uh, yeah. And I can't I can't understand it. Like it's something that I just can't understand. It's not my kink and it's never going to be my kink. The same way as needles is not my kink. I'm not into blood. I'm well, I'm not into body excrement of any description. Oh, hang on. You liar. <laughs> <laughs> One moment, please. Let me just rethink my sentence. I do like a bit of cum. But only when I say so. But anything else? Not my thing. I
1: know a submissive who just puddled when you said that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, know, I know a couple.
1: <laughs>
0: but, um, yeah, yeah, no, no. But the reason we, we talk about this is, well, the reason we've brought this up is because we want to talk about some really weird porn. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about werewolf porn yet. I still haven't watched it. Someone needs to send There's me. a There's no link. watching it. You have to read it. Oh uh, no, I'm too lazy. I I need to watch. Well, then I'll just tell you about it later. You're going to leave me a good night story. Oh yeah, oh. if you'd like. Oh. So, th- like, if we go into porn and we look at fetish porn, you can go down the rabbit warren of just the most perverted, amazing stuff and the most revolting stuff. You will ever come across.
1: And, and I have to proudly say that I'm the one that just made her say that because yeah. we we were talking about porn and I've just gone, oh, well, have you ever looked at motherless.com? <laughs> and and I made her go look at it. And, and I did.
0: And it's forever in my search history now. I can't, I can't erase what I saw just <laughs> on the first <laughs> page. So like if you're into some really dirty porn like raunchy (laughs) so raunchy really perverted stuff you can go down the motherless.com website let me tell you if it's not on there it's probably not a real king Okay, I only made it through the first page, and I was really judging my morality. So, <laughs> so, you know, be brave, people. Just go and and look. Sorry you weren't with us during the break. We just had to recoup and rethink uh, the direction that we're going in, because we're definitely not going back to motherless.com. Oh, why the hell not? Uh, anyway... Aren't you a dirty girl? You told me you were a dirty girl. I am a dirty girl, but I'm not that dirty. (laughs) Shit, I am. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I suppose, you know, people will be curious what type of porn we Watch. watch. I will say I'm quite happy to just plop it into the Google search and say dominatrix fucks submissive in chastity and just hope to God something amazing comes up. Quite frequently it does, and then I'm stuck there watching that. I am I am
1: perhaps best known for embarrassing submissives with spit roasting videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: spit roasting videos. Oh awesome. hell yeah! Yeah, I did. I did for a little while. Um, really enjoy like watching mummification. And... I'd rather do mummification. I I lost the ability to watch it when I realised doing it was so much more fun. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, mummification videos are always fun. Forced orgasms. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I really like to watch them. Especially um, female forced orgasms. They're... I mean, male forced orgasms are just as great, but females are, are pretty good.
1: How about double penetration of the same hole?
0: Ooh... Uh, I'm not really into that because I'm not that skilled. <laughs> <laughs> well, because if I'm driving the strap-on, how am I going to get two babies on there?
1: Okay, you don't. You have another person helping you and you're uh,
0: both. Bil- yeah, no, 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 because it's too in my space. <laughs> huh, okay. <laughs> too close. It's too in my space.
1: I- I'm confused, but yeah, okay. I mean...
0: Hang on, what are we talking about?
1: Well, your subjee's in the middle. Yeah. They're coming at it from this angle and you're coming at it from this angle and you're meeting in the middle. Oh, yeah, I wasn't
0: vision I wasn't um I didn't have that in my head at all. Wow. <laughs> I thought we were both coming from the front. <laughs> no. <laughs> That would hey, work. I have to think about these things for a long time to plan them perfectly. Otherwise, it might be a beautiful, sweet disaster, <laughs> which you still learn things from. So, That's how is that not. a loss? It's not as long as you can communicate that. Hey, that was really messed up. Let's try something different <laughs> next time. <laughs> um, I do. I do like to watch. Um, oh, what else do I like to watch? I love to watch. Um, People on the Symbian.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like to watch them lose their minds, their inability to talk. It's always a good good thing. I don't really have any hard and fast porn sites that I go to. I feel like a bit of amateur porn as well.
1: Why why would you when you have something like motherless at your disposal? Stop (laughs) it. Stop
0: it, you dirty, dirty girl. I will. (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah i don't have a regular a regular porn site to go to i just go to whatever tickles my fancy on the on the particular day yeah mm.
1: fair enough fair mm-hmm. enough i mean anybody that has a better porn site could write us but i think tell if us we what say
0: motherless.com one more time they should pay us
1: well you just <laughs> did <laughs> Kaching. <laughs> <laughs> okay if you do have a better porn site then you should write us or if you don't want to write us you could just write me
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah just write her it's alright I, I don't exist oh you know you do
1: so yeah I mean porn it's a thing we love it it is um, kink shaming is also a thing and, and we don't love it we need to be, we need to be better
0: Yeah, we definitely need to be better. I mean, us personally, we've both admitted that at points we've felt like we've kink-shamed. So that's something that we're actively working on. But I think as a community, we need to stop the misunderstandings and grow up and turn away if it's something that you don't want to see or if it's something that that offends you. Just turn around.
1: Yeah, seriously. Like this whole thing of of you can't do that because it offends me um actually yes i can and uh probably will once you say that mm-hmm. like even if it's something
0: i really don't want to do i may do it just to piss you off mm-hmm. and i paid my admittance fee yeah the same as you yeah. did and I, I think i think that's the thing like I, I think people get pulled into the i didn't consent for to to see that well, you're going into a kink venue where people are exploring themselves and exploring their limits and exploring all the fantastical things that they've read about. So you're going to see things that potentially might make you uncomfortable or that potentially you might never ever want to participate in. But all you have to do is look away. If you if you shut your
1: mouth and open your mind, you may actually see something that
0: didn't occur to you, but that's really cool. Mm, mm. And and that that's actually 100% true because I used to be very confronted by a particular person's play in um, the Melbourne scene. And then one time I, I made myself watch it for what it was. And instead of seeing the brutality that I had perceived, I saw the connection that I had never seen. Mm-hmm because all i saw was the brutality in the first place and then when i actually sat back and watched it from a different viewpoint i just saw how connected those people were and how amazingly in like in tune with each other they were
1: well you know that it's funny that you say that because i felt the same way about chastity at best at absolute best i just didn't get it
0: mm. but i don't know why you didn't get it
1: Well, I mean, it was like, I'd rather be able to reach over and get a handful and and do what I want with it. But I can get a handful. It's just in a a I get it. But but if I look back, this is all predicated on an experience that I observed, not not experienced myself, where someone was put into long-term chastity and actually did not want that. Mm. And was not happy in that situation and their dominant just didn't give a fuck. Mm. They were like, Mm. well, I'm getting mine. So what? Mm. And, and for me, that's one of those things where if you're trying to break off the relationship because not only are your needs not being met, but they're being ignored, that's, that's not good. Mm. You know? So my experience observing that over the course of a couple of years Um, It really disturbed me. And Mm. from that point at best, I felt like, no, I'm just, I'm not going to do that. But again, it was a conversation with your submissive that made me reframe that experience and made me see it from the other side Mm. that this is, it's not
0: just, well, I'm not going to go into what all I thought it it was, but it it wasn't what I thought it was. Mm. Mm. And I think that's the magical equation, isn't it? Not everything is what we think it is. Yeah. There's always other things happening underneath. And so instead of kink shaming, instead of segregating the, you know, the community, instead of saying, I'm leather, you're latex, I'm rope, you're nosh. Like, uh, I'm jute. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not. Please don't be jute. (laughs) I'm not jute. (laughs) But, But instead of, instead of, shaming people for what they're they're interested in ask them what they're interested in and just be be more informed about what makes BDSM so magical 100% So we'd like to thank you for joining us for our kinky conversations today and we'd like to start by thanking all of our kinky supporters
1: Classic Ties, held at the club on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Southeast Bush Bunnies, for when you just need to be naked in nature and all tied up. JS Alternative Photography, Luxe Latex and Leather Polish and Care, and the club, Melbourne's only dedicated kink venue. For further information on these businesses, please visit our show notes.